We've been building and building, which we have. Sure. And what I love about all of these teachings about the feasts and appointed times and everything is how it tells us about what happened, but also about where we're going and what we can expect. Sure. And that's where we're headed right now, it seems. Kind of the concept of the Messiah. They're yeah. just looking forward. Mm -hmm. And so, well, each year for Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah, it's, if, if you're wondering, these that's just random words. Rosh means, or Rosh means the first of, the beginning, the start, something like that. Ha is the. Shana is the word for year. So Rosh Hashanah is the first of the year. So it's a flipping of the calendar. And I like to give a prophetic picture of the coming year. So while we don't start our year in our brains until January 1st, right. <laughs> literally this Sunday night, the calendar is going to flip God's calendar, the biblical calendar. So we have to get a picture of this coming year and what's, you know, what could happen. I mean, does... Why is this even significant? Well, here's the thing. God speaks constantly and prophetically from his biblical calendar. We need to be in sync with his times and seasons. In fact, a lot of things we've talked about today, uh, the birth, all of that came to a certain point because he said it was going to happen then. Uh, throughout the numbers, you're just going to run into all kinds of things. So... If we're going to be in sync with his times and seasons, his biblical calendar is one of the ways because it helps us interpret the things that he has veiled. Isaiah 4, uh, 54, 50 verse 4 tells us, Jehovah Elohim has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season. All right? It's not just a word. It's the timing of the word. To mm -hmm. him who is weary. You ever tell somebody something they're weary and you don't help them? <laughs> Wrong season. <laughs> he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Now notice it's not our mind or intellect he's awakening, but our ear, which requires nearness and intimacy with him. And more importantly, we need to respond to his voice so he can wake us up. In Matthew 10, Jesus rebuked the religious leaders of his day for their inability to see and understand prophetically. He said, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Hmm. First Chronicles 12 gives us a unique perspective on the prophetic gift being applied to times and seasons. It says, now these were the numbers of the divisions that were equipped for war and came to David at Hebron. They included the sons of Issachar, who were called mighty men of valor, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Isn't that interesting? So when God spoke everything into existence during creation, he created building blocks, a Hebrew alphabet of 22 letters, which also doubles numbers. They're predictive markers, which cause us to turn aside to look like Moses did at the burning bush so we can hear God's directing voice. We can't judge by what God is doing by what we see in the natural realm, that just kind of, well, it just doesn't work. In nearly every book of the Bible, God uses numbers and word pictures as a story beneath the story and a thread that's kind of woven from beginning to end. A literal ram provides Abraham a sacrifice to take the place of Isaac. 400 years later, a literal lamb is used for the all the sacrifices of Passover. From then on, the lamb also becomes a prophetic picture that speaks of Yeshua, Jesus, who gives his life on the cross, when on Passover, 1,500 years later. Likewise, the Holy Spirit is seen as a dove, oil, water, and wind. A lot of this stuff can just go right by if you don't pay attention. So the Hebrew alphabet has 22 letters. Each has five different prophetic attributes. 
in Hebrew, numbers have layers of revelation that help us see Yeshua, Jesus. The word itself has multiple meanings. Each letter that makes up the word has unique meanings. Its sound provides revelation. Its pictographs or signs can provide multiple meanings. It's not English. It's not our, it's not our alphabet. This is something much different. So, this day, Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Teruah, the day of shouting or blasting, Begins Sunday night as we transition from the year 5782, where we are right now, to 5783. What do those numbers mean? All right, the millennium and century, 5700, mean may it be the year of. That's the literal meaning of 5700 in Hebrew. So what comes after, we're figuring out, is if it's the year of... Like we, you often, uh, Q, you often do. Today's the day of these random things. I remember, was it today or yesterday was the most random day? It was yesterday. Oh, the national day of, yeah. 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 So we pick these <laughs> weird kind of things, right? So this is, so 5,700, it may be the year of. So God's saying these years will have something special. So that's 100 years though, right? Hmm. So by studying... We're at 5782 going into 5783. So by studying 80, which is the number in Hebrew, pay, and three, gimel, can provide clarity on this year's God-breathed characteristics, what the year is of or about. So when we begin a new biblical year, we literally step onto a path, a new path, with opportunities and dilemmas for each of us to choose between. Do you understand that this year has never been before? It's not just buying a new calendar. This year has never been before. Several years ago, as we began 5780, we stepped into the decade of the 80s. 80, the letter pay, and what does that mean? It means mouth. Now, I want you to think about this. So you go back to the year 2020. Did you notice anything significant about the mouth that really hadn't been around before? You can think on that for just a minute, okay? Hmm. The year was, the next year is 5781. So we add the letter one, a left, to pay. Since God is one, a left has a lot to do with the first person of the Godhead, the Father. Next year, 5782, we added the letter Bet, which spoke of Yeshua Jesus, the second person of the Godhead. This year is 5783. So we added the letter 3, Gimel, which speaks of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. Ruach HaKodesh, third person of the Godhead. So we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit a lot today. So I want you to think about this now. <clears throat> first, let's re-examine pay, because you realize... We've been in pay for three years now, 20, 20, 21, 22. So we have a kind of a, you have a sense of, as I tell you about what I told you about pay three years ago, you tell me anything significant about this, all right? So we're going to re-examine, and then we'll add Gimel to it to let you see what the year comes. So what should we expect to see in 5783? What should be in the plan of God? So let's just look at pay. Pictograph looks like a mouth. So pay means mouth. Breath or speech. It's about a power of agreement or declaration even. The meaning of Hebrew letters comes from the first time they're used in Scripture. The first use of pay in the Torah was Genesis 4.11. Now you are cursed because the ground which has opened up its mouth, its pay, to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Well, that's not a very exciting verse. The ground was cursed at Adam and Eve's sin. And then to Adam, he said, because you've heeded the voice, the call of your, vo your wife and have eaten from the tree, which I commanded you to say, and you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. So Genesis 4, Cain is cursed because of that cursed ground that opened its mouth to receive Abel's blood from Cain's hand. So the first use of pay 
And the Torah deals with murder, curses, death, and the grave. So if you're prophetically looking and getting ready for the year 2020, 5780, what did we see in the mouth? It brought breath that carried a deadly disease. The mm -hmm. mouth speaking an accusation and protest against terrible destruction. Some masks brought safety or benefits. Other masks simply veiled faces, which emboldened people to do whatever they wanted. Especially bad, like rioting, stealing, killing, all the works of the devil. So murder, curses, death on the grave. Hmm. They were all companions of ours in the past few years of pay. We're not loving the, the years of pay yet, are we? No. You loving these? No, I'm good. Thanks to those who like, <laughs> but, no, but here's the difference. Thanks to those who like Cain didn't weigh the cost of their words or actions. So pay doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be bad. In fact, the worst, the word face is panim, which is one of the pay words. God wants to be face to face with us, to seek his face where he can bless us. He'll even look away to avoid harming us till we seek him. Now check this out from Hosea 5. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, like a young lion to the house of Judah. I even I will tear them and go away. I'll take them away and no one shall rescue. I'll return again to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Then they'll seek my face in their affliction. They'll earnestly seek me. So the thing is, in this last few years, what has God's desire been? That we would pay, seek his face. Instead, we covered our faces, we spoke out some of the worst of things, and those were the kind of how things settled. And so we added things for 81 and 82, and now we're getting ready to go into 83. So we're going to look at Gimel, and we're going to look at the Holy Spirit, and begin to add that then to, to, to 80, and we'll kind of look in the next hour, and we'll just kind of pull those apart and see... What does that mean? What can we expect for the year ahead? Does it mean mm. that we're, we're going to know and it's just perfectly aligned and we'll be prepared? No, not, probably not. But we'll at least have a sense of what this year is going to be about. Man.